We're going to go to the newsmaker line right now, and I will tell you that I have been waiting for this interview for a few days. R. Emmett Terrell, who is the founder and the editor of The American Spectator, that's a that's a um, that that's a magazine that I have relied on for quite some time. Let me bring him up, uh, Mr. Terrell. Good afternoon to you, sir. Nice to be with you. Nice, nice to have you on. Now, now your your contact people said that you're not going to kill me if I actually call you Bob. Is that all right? No, not at all. Okay. That's what, that's what you know. The American Spectator was founded in Indiana, and it's uh, an Indiana publication, and um, I'm very proud of that. Well, um, we're very proud of that as well. Uh, also proud of some of the books uh, that I've seen from you in the past, uh, but. Um, I want to know about this one. You're the author of How Do We Get Out of Here? And the subline for that is Half a Century of Laughter and Mayhem at the American Spectator from Bobby Kennedy to Donald J. Trump. And I will tell you uh, that when, when Kennedy was killed, I was in the eighth grade, but it was one of the most impressionable things that ever happened to me uh, when he died. He was, he was in Indianapolis just weeks before he died when he was announcing the death of Martin Luther King. 1968 was not a fun time for our country, and it's amazing that the year before is when you started The American Spectator. So you've seen the whole scope of things, Bob. Yes, I've seen it all, and, and, uh, and 1968 was a pretty sad year for, you know, and that was the year that uh, the people at, in, in the Middle East, uh, fired uh, fired live ammunition at an American presidential candidate. Right, and uh, it wasn't a happy and it didn't have a happy ending. Do Do you think that we're heading into another resurrection of sad times, awful times, ugly times? Do you think that we've learned? what we should have learned from a lot of things that have happened in our past? Well, it's out of our hands and to a great degree. Uh, it's the, the people in the Middle East that are uh, kicking people down, shooting people, and terrorizing people. Uh, it's not something that we can control. Um, talk to me real quick. I've heard a little bit of this story. Talk to me real quick a little bit about the whole idea about how it was that you came up with part of uh, the the title of your book, How Do We Get Out of Here? Uh, you were on a stage with Senator Bobby Kennedy, and you asked him that question, how do we get out of here? Tell me, what was it that you placed into his hand after you said that? Well, I took him through the maze of, curtains in the back of the uh, the in the IU auditorium and I took him down finally I found the right way to, to, to exit and we went down to the exit and he put his hand out to shake it and I put in his hand a Reagan for president button <laughs> he looked down and you might be surprised to know he laughed out loud and I laughed out loud and he drove off into the night laughing. And, of course, many, a few nights later, 
he was killed. Right there in Los Angeles. Bad day for America. Horrible day. Absolutely, an absolutely horrible day. Now I will let you know when I was in 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 junior high, I actually wore one of those blue Kennedy buttons to school. I was I was in the eighth grade. I wasn't from a political family, a Christian family. I wasn't from much of a family at all. Um, and and you know he was enticing. You know, uh, and, and the the first main thing that happened on the political <laughs> landscape that got my attention, Bob, was the killing of his brother in Dallas uh, when I was nine. And so to me, Bobby Kennedy was like, you know, it was like, you know, it, it was like his brother 2.0. Um, and, and so when he was killed, I mean, I thought everything was coming apart. Then that year we had, you know, you, you had the killing of Martin Luther King, which, which Bobby Kennedy announced at a park in Indianapolis when I was there. And then later, the, the Democratic National Convention was a mess. Well, I wasn't at the convention, <laughs> but I, I remember very well the, what a mess it was. And um, we're still recovering from that blow. Well, we are. I mean, we truly, truly are. Um, l- let's talk here about uh, some of the background that gets you to this book um, through the American Spectator. Um, you, you t- you're talking about, I mean, you've written before about a lot of your memoirs about the tumultuous years, 68, and for that record, 69. Um, fascinating stuff, uproarious stuff, um, w- including the well, Spectator. You know, I, I, I... I was with six presidents. Uh, I was in their in their the uh, office with them. Uh, Ronald Reagan was the greatest of them, uh, but uh, uh, there were others there, and I had uh, a chance to really view those people up up close. And the greatest of them all was, of course, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. When when we when we bring that up now, people look at us kind of funny. Like you're not going to get all religious here and deify Reagan again, are you? Look, there's there's a large difference between Ronald Reagan and Jesus Christ. But Ronald Reagan, for the most part, at least at least in my view, Bob, Ronald Reagan was the the best user of what was available to a president to accomplish the right things that the country needed, and and that's what we've gotten away from. Yes, and and. He, with me, he, he, is, he enlisted me to do one thing, change the culture. And we tried to change the culture, and I, you can decide for yourself, but I frankly think we failed. And it wasn't Ronald Reagan's fault. No. It was the assistant presidents in the White House that were not loyal to him in the final analysis. Um. When was it? I mean, when was it that we lost? Because, you know, America was very pro-Reagan. He won an election. When he won re-election, he won by an incredible landslide victory. Uh, You know, Mondale won his home state and the District of Columbia, and that was it. Reagan won everything else. Florida won it. New York won it. California won it. Um, But where did we fall out of love with Reagan? Was it that we... We so lifted up the man, and we forgot how it was that he got where he was? No, it, it, it was the constant hammering uh, against his reputation that that made a difference in the end. But I don't think that the American people have been uh, uh, taken in. I think the American people are still 
very much for Ronald Reagan. Certainly I am. It sounds to me like you are. Yep. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, you know, and I have people who who jump me, uh, Bob. Maybe you do too. They'll say, "Stop bringing up Reagan." That was you know thirty years ago or whatever. And I'm like, okay, but what America needed then is almost identical to what we need now. We can't go bring Ronald Reagan out of the grave out there at his library, but we can resurrect some of the thoughts and precepts that he put forward. Why are we afraid to do that? Well, I don't think that we're afraid. I think that it's the uh, press that's afraid, and uh, and they're the the enemy, and that's why the American Spectator has been founded. And uh, for 55 years, we've been out trying to outgun them, and we've done a pretty good job. We've uh, given them a hell of a hard time, and we'll give them a harder time next year, this coming year. However, I think Republicans are going to win in the fall. Do you think Republicans win not only the White House, do you think that they also take a much larger uh, majority in the House and the Senate? The Senate we don't have yet. In the House, we've got a majority, but it's getting smaller and smaller. Do you think that this next election might pose a greater turnaround? With with Biden in the White House, it, it, it's going to take a hell of a t- change, and we will welcome President Trump, perhaps, uh, in the fall. Well, I, I know a lot of people are pushing for that. I know a lot of people listening to you to me today think, quite obviously, it's going to be Trump. As we get closer, as we get as when we start getting into the, uh, uh, the, the primaries and all of that, um, do you think the left will push even harder all this nonsense about, well, he did this, he he made them storm the Capitol, he should have been impeached, blah, blah, blah. Or do you think they're going to realize the writing on the wall and saying they better get to campaigning on their own party instead of trying to tear down the legacy of Ronald Reagan? No, I think that they're going to continue in their nonsensical way. Yeah. And, uh, and that's they're, they're, they have swallowed their own bunk. And that's the, that's the best thing that can happen to, to America, that the, the Democrats swallow their own bunk. Yeah, and they seem to do that. The book is How Do We Get Out of Here? Half a Century of Laughter and Mayhem at the American Spectator, from Bobby Kennedy to Donald Trump. You've been listening to the author, Bob R. Emmett Terrell, Jr. And uh, Mr. Terrell, I'll call you that one time if you'll let me. Uh, listen, thank you very much for making yourself available for us today. And uh, I'm going to get this book. In fact, I'm going to order it before I get out of the studio today. But thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate it. And I hope we talk again. It's a pleasure to be back home in Indiana. There you go. Bob Terrell, thank you, sir. I appreciate you very, very much. Podcasts by Federated Media.